Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Friday, which means it's time for unsportsmanlike conduct with your hosts, Adam Hill and Ed Green. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into the world of news and topics we find interesting. You'll want to hang on for that. Obviously, this week is going to be really cool at the end because we're going to tell you the things you want to know about media and fighting. But first, Adam, let's talk about football players and fighting. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday, so it's been two days since the Charger, Scott, I'm already at the wrong team in L.A., between the Raiders and Rams up in L.A. Been a lot of fisticuffs, first day a lot. Today, maybe a, like a benches-clearing brawl. Is this what you get when you've only hit yourselves for three or four weeks? Did you expect this to happen? It seems to happen every time these practices get together, no matter who the teams are. Yeah, it's almost like you're just waiting for who's going to be involved. Like, that's that's how it kind of has worked out. Now, it sounds like, and we're, we're recording this, as you said, just after practice has ended. We don't know the particulars, the details of, uh, of who went at it. We sound, It sounds like it was a, a special team session. Uh, so some of the special teams guys, which, you know, if you think about it, like, they're literally fighting for a job. Um, yeah. And so... You know, when when you see them come come to blow, sometimes it's like, hey, you, you know, held on this punt or you, uh, you know, took me out on this kickoff where I could have made a play and you made some illegal play. And that stopped me from, you know, impressing somebody on tape. Like, I, I get it. I get where the emotions come from and the anger comes from. But, you know, you know what coaches uh, coaches have to say publicly, like, oh, we hate that. We don't want to see that. That's that's awful. And then a lot of times behind the scenes, like, hey, good job. Way to go. Way to show some passion. Uh, so I'm not sure exactly where this one is. It sounds like both coaches are pretty upset, at least publicly, about what what happened there. Uh, but yeah, these things happen. We saw the Rams had joint practices with the Cowboys, and it happened with them. Uh, so yeah. nothing new for the Rams. And uh, for the Raiders, we saw even a little bit at their own camp. There was a little, uh, uh, you know, fracas one day at practice. So when guys are this passionate and this emotional, and they're, they're doing something this physical with this much at stake, I think you kind of, it sounds awful, but you should probably expect things like this. I uh, laughed at two things. One, Derek Carr actually coming out and saying, hey, we like this. I like fight. I like to see a few fights. You know, Pat Hill from Fresno State would have loved this. <laughs> First of all, when you're wearing the red jersey, you can, uh, you can obviously like fights because no one's touching. So you can kind of sit back there, you and Matt Stafford, have a sandwich and watch the fights because no one's going to come near you with the red jerseys on. Second of all, you had to love the fact that on one of the scrums on Wednesday got to the sideline and there was this huge dog pile. And all of a sudden, that Nut job, Mike Mayock, the general manager, starts pulling guys up. Why is Mayock involved in this? I, this kid's in an age group where I don't know if I want to like mix it up with some of those linemen. Well, we're just glad he's back on the field from the from his COVID battle, and, uh, and he's, he's, he's out been, there. He's been down in the weather. Why is he out there in a fight? It, it, I mean, listen. It's pretty clear watching practice every day, uh, especially since Mayock has been back and he wasn't able to go for a few days. Uh, that dude just wants to hit somebody. He wants to yes, practice. Yes. He, he was very happy to get involved, I'm sure. Yes, that kid. I mean, when he, how much does that kid only stand near the offensive lineman and watch them? He loves them. 
And we, we know that because, you know, it's, I think we may have talked about this before, but just for perspective, I'm sure people um, are interested. For, I'm, I'm sure, first of all, Raiders fans wonder, how come the media every day is sending photos of offensive and defensive line yes. drills? Uh, because that's the side of the field that we are stationed on. You used to be able to walk around the whole field and check out everyone. Now we're kind of uh, in a corner where we get the offensive and the defensive line drills close to us, and we don't really get near where the other guys are warming up or doing their uh, their activities. So uh, that's why you get a lot of offensive and defensive line. And you're right, like Mike Mack is there every day around the offensive linemen. Uh, I think it's just, hey, we just picked we just picked Leatherwood. We need to monitor what he's doing every day. Like let the Leatherwood pick, fair or unfair. Uh, is going to be judged for a long time, just like the Cleveland Furl pick, just like the Abram pick, just like the Damon Arnett pick. When you pick guys in the first round that nobody else thinks, at least publicly, nobody else thinks are first-round picks, and you take them, uh, there's going to be a lot of scrutiny on them. So I think he uh, he's watching Leatherwood because uh, a lot of Mike Mayock's success is going to be judged on how Alex Leatherwood turns out. All right. Well, I don't think there'll be a lot of fighting uh, on Saturday because that's not usually what happens with games. Maybe, maybe not, but probably not. They're going to get real on Saturday with the second exhibition game of the season for the Raiders uh, playing the Rams. You and I were at the opener. We talked about it on the podcast afterwards. So let's fast forward here. I don't think you'll see Derek Carr. I know Darren Waller practiced this week, looked good. Don't know if you'll see him. Uh, What are you most looking forward to seeing in a second exhibition game? If we assume most of the regulars still will either be limited or just not play at all. Yeah, I mean, I think it just depends who's all playing. I mean, obviously, the the thing to watch in the first game was really uh, those first round pick or the, the early picks, I should say, and, and the draft picks in general, uh, and, and which of them got time. Uh, you got to see quite a bit of uh, Trayvon Merrig. Uh, Alex Leatherwood was starting at right tackle. You saw Andre James starting at center. So, I mean, guys that are going to be regular parts of the rotation or even starters that played, that's who you're watching. And I think the same goes for this week. Same guys. Um, and in particular, how much progress is there uh, for guys like Leatherwood and Merrick from week one to week two of the preseason? How much more comfortable do they look? Uh, those are things you're watching. And then any other regulars that play, uh, you're watching for, you know, how they look, how they kind of acclimate themselves and, and what they're able to to do out on the football field. Um, a lot of people talked about how good the offensive line looked late in the game. Uh, last week, well, that's not guys that are really going to be playing very often. So I don't know right. what I don't know what you think you're taking from that. Other than hey, maybe if the if the you know reserve offensive line looks that good, how good are the starters going to look? I mean, I guess you could maybe make that leap. I I don't think that's fair uh, because you don't really know who they're blocking against either. Uh, but yeah, I think it's more just how comfortable do guys look, especially guys that are going to be regular rotation players um, in their uh, in their surroundings. And I thought early in the game last week, actually, you saw some uncomfortability. That's that's to be expected. New system, first game. Uh, all those things like I thought there was some difficulties lining up at times and uh, things like that that kind of showed up when you watch the tape and that, that you know that's going to happen but you don't you want to see less and less of that as the as the preseason evolves it's, it's really tough when you're watching a football game to not watch the ball right to not watch the quarterback right, right. to not watch the pass like those sort of things but I think it's it's imperative in preseason if you're you know if, uh, unless you just, hey, I just want to see who wins the game. That, that's fine. And if you want to watch a game like that, that's fine. But if you want to watch, you know, from a you know somewhat educated perspective in the preseason, you're really not watching the ball at all. You're watching pre-snap, uh, how, you know, like I said, how guys line up, what kind of uh, comfortability level they have of just getting into their sets uh, and, and just kind of knowing what to do. 
no pre-snap confusion, those sorts of things. And then watching away from the ball and you guys like, all right, Leatherwood's one-on-one matchup and uh, Trayvon Merrick and, and how he approaches each play. Like those are things you're watching in the preseason. If you really, uh, if you're really interested in how things are coming along. Well, let me ask you this then, because we heard reports out of the camp or the practices with the Rams, three picks for the Raiders defense yesterday. Like you said, they just broke practice today. We've only known that there was a big fight at the end, not as many fights today. And I know it's practice and all of that. And I know, you know, I don't, I know um, uh, we didn't see many regulars last week, but you've been at almost every practice. We kind of hear the things out of the Rams practice yesterday with the picks. Give me a percentage right now. And I, I, I'm sure it's going to be high because they were so bad last year, but how improved do you really believe this defense could be in the long run? I mean, I think that there's a chance that they're significantly improved. I mean, we've seen, you know, plenty of examples in the NFL over the last, you know, 10, 15 years of teams going from, you know, bottom five in the league to top 10 or top 15. Uh, I don't think, I don't think this defense necessarily does that. I don't think it's a, a top 10 defense, but could they move up to that mid teens range? Sure. Right. I think if you have an offense that's similar to last year and you have a defense that's in the mid teens, that's a much more successful season. I think you look back and say, all right, that's something, you know, that's something that you'd be happy with if you're the Raiders. And I think you'd be at a level where you'd at least be competing for a playoff spot, if not in the playoffs in one of those wildcard spots. So uh, that'd be a massive improvement for the Raiders. And are they capable of that? Yeah. And it's not just that you change systems. It's that you, you change systems, you change systems to one that's more favorable for some of the players you already had in place. But then you also go out and, and add uh, some pieces to it, a ton of pieces along the defensive line. Uh, you know, it should be a totally revamped, you know, interior of the defensive line. And then you've got some rotation guys at the ends uh, to, you know, to help out. So Max Crosby isn't playing a thousand snaps uh, and he's not playing against a whole lot of run snaps, which he wasn't very good in last year. Uh, you've got you've got much better rotation there, much better depth there. Uh, you can run at them in waves, which is what Gus Bradley's system wants to do along the front. Uh, you have, you know linebackers that are in much more familiar and comfortable settings uh, than they were last year. And, um, you know, Corey Littleton, who has played uh, at a very high level in the past, wasn't great last year, had some injuries, had some trouble adjusting. He should be better in this defense. Uh, you saw Brandon Morrow, I think, take a, um, you know, take a step up in, in terms of what they're going to ask from him. They're going to ask a lot more of him because he was successful last year, maybe a lesser role for Nick Kwiatkowski, uh, things like that. And then in, in, the, in the defensive backfield, yeah, it's a lot of the same guys. We got Trayvon Marion, who's really good uh, as a ball hawker, which is what they need to need him to be in a deep safety role. Jonathan Abrams in a much more com- comfortable position up close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, you've got a lot of the same corners, but they're a year more experienced. And you bring in Casey Hayward, who very well could be starting, uh, who has a ton of experience in this system and in the league and has been very good. So, I mean, you've, you've bolstered yourself pretty much everywhere. Uh, either through a you know, more favorable positioning and, and uh, a f- favorable system for certain guys, and then just certain guys that are that are better that are upgraded. So you could be better everywhere in this defense. Now it's a matter of doing it on the field, and I'm certainly not taking a whole lot of you know what happened at the at the the scrimmage. But I think you're at least a little bit more confident in your well, defense. Yeah, I also think um, when you I know it's I know it's a uh, it's a practice, but it is Matt Stafford. And you did intercept them three times and they need as much confidence, like you said, as they can get, even if it, you know, the confidence breeds sometimes better execution. And, you know, this has been a defense. It's amazing. You're having a lot of us do something for our, uh, our special section for football. I don't want to give too much away, 
but you gave gave us a certain number in terms of uh, how many points they will give up on average this year. And I did some uh, uh, intrepid research here. I was surprised in the last five years. I was actually surprised they've only given up an average of twenty five twice. Uh, because all we hear about how how bad they are defensively. The problem is they give up a ton of yards um, defensively. So, like you said, I agree with you. They've added a lot of pieces. And when I looked at that number, I'm like, boy, that surprised me. I thought they were going to really be over that number, which they weren't. Um, so I do think they'll be better, and I do think confidence means a lot. Uh, but I also think, and, you know, I think you'll, uh, uh, I think you'll uh, agree with me. And Lamar Jackson will tell us a lot of money that football to start the season. Like I'll kind of believe it when I see it because yeah. we just haven't seen them good defensively, and and well, as long as we've been watching in terms of when they were going to come to Vegas. Yeah, and I think I think all those things are totally fair. Um, when you you know when you just look at where they were last year, and and we we talk about the defense, the defense, the defense has been awful. But you're right, it hasn't been awful, awful until last year, which was right, right. horrific. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there's there's definitely chances and opportunities for them to step up. I, I also. Listen, you can take it's so confusing and tricky to decide what to take out of some of these scrimmages. And everybody yeah. was obsessed with the three picks. But how much did the Rams prep for the Raiders defense? Or how much were they just running on, you know, whatever their, you know, week one or week two focus might be? And like, hey, we're running plays that are designed to be team A, and you're running your, you know, Raiders defense. Well, our plays weren't designed for the Raiders defense. Uh, right. you know, so you don't know those things. You don't know what's there. I mean, I I love I love the Hunter Hen- the Hunter Renfro Jalen Ramsey battle and the back and forth and oh he owned them all day. And then the one video we see was really Derek Carr. It was yeah. really you know Hunter Renfro making a move. Derek yeah. Carr with an an unbelievable pump fake that yes. got Jalen Ramsey to bite, and then Hunter Renfro getting wide open. So like you need context for everything. Like yeah, Hunter Renfro burned him. But it was it was Derek Carr's you know his his shoulder sh- shoulder fake that really set Hunter Renfro up for that. So you know where was the credit for Derek Carr for that when people were uh, talking about it? So th- those are the things that you're like, okay, I, I really need a lot more context on a lot of this, and uh, because we're not down there this week, uh, our Vinny Bonsignor, so follow him and follow along with what he's putting out there. But when you're not there and you're just reading tweets of how some, something went, you know, it, it it reminds me, it's funny of a. Uh, you know, there's a famous call from last week that was circulating the internet on a on FAN in New York, and you know, a, a caller called in was just lamenting the fact that Zach Wilson is a bust. You're like, wait, he hadn't even played a preseason game yet. Like, what do you mean he's a bust? He's like, well, I see these tweets every day of you know struggling here and struggling there, and he can't make this throw. And you're like, dude, first of all, you're not even watching. You're just taking somebody else's word for it. And like, what do you even do? You even know what drills they're running? Like they might not. There's days in in you know in Raiders camp where you know the quarterbacks are throwing the ball up and the defense is the only ones that are allowed to go catch it, right? It's they're 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 training the defensive backs to make interceptions. So like you could be like, oh, you threw four straight interceptions. Yeah, but the offense wasn't going for the ball. Only the defense was allowed to go for the ball. So does that count? Like it, it shouldn't. But no, you can, you it shouldn't can put, like a lot of those things you can frame how you want to. So that that's that's the risk in getting too carried away. But I think what you do take away is, Hey, the defense is confident. The defense can go up against, you know, a powerful offense. uh, One that we expect to be pretty good in the NFL this year and make some plays. And that's really what you want to see from them at this point. That's the progress that you want to see. 
Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations. So second game, second exhibition game on Saturday against Rams. Then they'll finish out in San Francisco. There's only three this year before waiting another week and opening on Monday night against Lamar Jackson in Allegiant Stadium uh, against the Ravens. So want to get to this before we uh, uh, get out of here. There was obviously, we talked about the fights the last few days. Um, and, you know, we are with uh, a lot of our colleagues day to day out there at uh, Raiders camp. We probably know way too much about people than we want to or need to <laughs> in terms of their lives. But I got to thinking, you know, it gets hot out there and uh, they they do give us some water, uh, but we're kind of testy out there. We're under the heat, not much shade. Uh, we, we And if we are in the shade, it's still hot. Uh, and I just wondered if, if something happened to me, if something broke out, I wanted to ask you who you thought maybe you'd stand by. Now, now two things. One, for the listeners out there, I'm going to take Sam Gordon out of this discussion. He, he's <laughs> the only guy out there who doesn't look like a sports writer. So he's completely in shape. The kid's like completely young. He would kill all of us and not even like break a sweat. So we can't even include Gordon in this conversation. I'm also going to pull out, and I'm sure people know Willie Ramirez, Pops Ramirez, for his perfect lifestyle and his uh, son being a bodybuilder. I'm going to take Willie out because he has no neck, barreled chest, and I think he could like bench press incognito. So Sam and Willie have to go to the side for different strengths on each of them. But if there was a fight, I'm going to give you two matchups, and I want, I want the winner of each. We're going to start with a, a good matchup. I think I think their ages are near the same. Their experience is near, near the same. Tail of the tape. Eh, eh, tail of the tape, you can uh, argue. Paul Gutierrez versus our own Vinny Bonsignore. Who do you got and why? Well, I mean, I thought you were going to pull Paul out of this, too, honestly. And by the way, Paul Gutierrez me ESPN. Yeah, I thought you were going to pull him out of this conversation, too, because I think he might be the most dangerous person of all. Now, Vinny, you know, you know, he, 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 it seems like he's somebody who, while he's incredibly nice and, and gentle now, like, don't you feel like at some point in his life, like that wasn't the case? Well, first of all, I, okay, I'll give the edge to Paul. I'm a little, I'm a little scared of Paul, but Vinny Bonsignore, let's be honest, has that Italian background, the Italian stallion. He's our own Rocky Balboa in the media corps. So for all we know, Bonsignor is like this great boxer that nobody really knows about because he's got kind of the Italian stallion roots. I'm going to go with Paul because, like I said, he's a tough Barstow kid. And I, I think Paul's – here's the thing about Paul. He's one of the quiet types, and I'm always worried about the quiet types. Like I'm scared to death of those people. I don't like quiet people because they're usually really tough. Um, so I'm going to go with Paul. But I'm with you. I think Vinny, I think Vinny hangs in there in a three-round match longer than we think. It might even be a decision. It might go to the cards, actually. Well, I, I, I'm actually going to say, here's what I'm going to say. Vinny got a bad matchup. Like, the matchmaker, I would be furious at the matchmaker if I was Vinny. Because I feel like he'd be, probably be able to hold his own against almost anybody. But you... The Don King of our of the of the Raiders media, <laughs> apparently, with your matchmaking skills, Paul Paul Gutierrez is a black belt. See, these are things I need to know before I go in and match and match up. I didn't know this kid was a black belt. Yeah, he's a black belt in uh, some form of karate. Vinny's, Vinny's going down in about ten seconds. Yeah, it's over. Like that's why I, th- I thought Paul was going to be eliminated from this too right off the bat. Uh, uh, first of all, I don't know why we're eliminating people. Why don't we have Sam versus Willie? Well, that'd be quickness against strength. That's right. If we, if we did put Sam against Willie, I'd like to see that. Uh, 
Sam could not punch Willie in the neck because Willie doesn't have a neck. Uh, Sam's wiry. He's quick. Um, but Willie, one shot from Willie could end it. So that, that actually is not a bad matchup because I don't know who would be favorite of the books in that. Probably Sam because of his youth. Yeah. Plus, I, you, I mean, wiry isn't wiry like kind of spindly and skinny. Sam's pretty yoked. He's, he lives with that, my son a lot. He's yoked. He's, that's he, what I'm he's, saying. He's, yeah. Yeah. I think you're doing a bad job of describing him as wiry. I think he's 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 well, not he's, only he's so non he's those non sports like. Look, if we all lined up and someone said who's not the sports writer physically, though they're all pointing at Sam. Well, that guy's not a sports writer. Yeah, he's in shape, but he's not. Yeah. You're selling him out like he's some like small, like quick guy. I'm sure he's got speed over everybody else, but he's also yes. just as strong, if not stronger, than everybody else there. So uh, I don't think wiry is fair, and I do think uh, yeah, it's Sam. Sam probably. Ah, Willie's not going to like it, but I think Sam rolls over oh, Willie. Yeah. Oh, you think he rolls over him? You don't think it's close? Well, I mean, Willie's in great shape, but he's an older man. Willie might get him with the leg kick, though. Willie does leg days like 16 days a week, then. He's always doing leg days on, on and, and cardio like three in the morning. Willie's, uh, he's fighting, Willie's fighting Father Time as, as best he can. I'll tell you that. I mean, he's, he's staring Father Time down, man. The rest of us are just accepting Father Time. Willie's staring him down and Taking him to the gym at three a.m. I get up at five thirty for the show. Willie's already tweeting at three p.m. Have a great day. Who the hell you think's up at three a.m. that you're telling him to have a great day? Putting motivational yeah. motivational yeah. songs on his Instagram yes. story. Oh, oh, it's not yeah. good. All right, I got a final one for you, but I'm I, now that yeah, I'll make you the matchmaker. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a media member, but you're gonna have to match this person up. Alan Snell from lbsportsbiz.com. Okay. Who would you match up against Alan Snell? Because I'm going to tell you why Alan is absolutely the overwhelming favorite. Well, Alan's got endurance. He's got cardio because he rides his bike everywhere. Yes. Okay. But there's literally no chance on planet Earth that that man has a punch that can hurt anybody. He does. If, in fact, he gets a head start on the bike and rolls past him and whacks him in the head. You know, we're not using bikes. What are we doing? Well, we, 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 did, we, go, we play to people's strengths. You just played to Sam's strengths because he's in such good shape. I'm playing to Adam Allen Snell's strengths, and he rides a bike, and he can come down a road, and before you know it, you turn around, he whacks you in the face, he knocks you out. I'm going to give him that. I'm going to give him the edge against any of us. That's fine. If, okay, if we're going to use, if we're going to be using weapons, I feel like uh, Hondo Carpenter from SI is like a bow and arrow. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, he, might, well, he might mistake all of us for boars and, uh, and put us down. Yeah, I mean, that's not even fair at that point. Uh, I mean, if we're going to give it a matchup for Alan Snell, I mean, wouldn't it have to be like like a Chris Matthews from Channel 8? Yes, yeah. Two really nice guys. They'd probably like shake each other's hands and say, what are we doing? Why are these idiots putting us in here? Get off your bike. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll shake it out, and uh, then we'll hop out of the ring. I, I, yeah, I don't, they're too nice. They're too nice of people to do this. Way too nice. Now, Lastly, before we get out of here, we have to do it because there are our colleagues. You and I are very close to both of them. And by the way, in UFC and 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 and, and uh, uh, mixed martial arts and fighting, uh, women are very good now. They're very they're huge parts of the huge parts of cards. So let's be honest, Heidi Fang v Cassie Soto. Um, I mean, I think Heidi's been around enough gyms. Yeah, I don't Heidi, think yeah. I don't think Cassie could fight. No, I mean she she'd be throwing donuts at people or something like trying to. Hit, hit him in the face or something. Heidi, the Heidi's a huge favorite in this. I, Heidi would have to like have some kind of broken leg or something not to win this. I think, I mean, Cassie's, well, here's the thing with Cassie though. She doesn't go anywhere without that family of hers. 
Oh, so that's if, right. So if Heidi's winning the fight, that's there's right. like 30 people jumping in. Yes, those Sotos, they travel in packs. She probably bring do. the dogs too. Yeah. Yeah, we, so we'd have to tell the family the fight was somewhere else. Yeah, we'd have to tell the family yeah. the fight was somewhere else and let Cassie. If Cassie has a fair fight, or if Heidi has a fair fight and it's just her and Cassie, she destroys Cassie. But if that, that soon to be ex boyfriend, Estrus, and, and Los, the dad, Carlos, shows up, Heidi could be in major trouble. She'd yeah. need Alan Snell's bike to get the hell out of there. I'm more worried about the, the rest of the family, the sisters and the mom. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not going to let her lose. It's crazy. Okay, so we're, we're setting everybody else up. Don't you have to have a fight? Because obviously, I think no, I'm everybody... I'm a matchmaker. I'm a matchmaker. But everybody knows that, like, I'll clearly be fighting Vic. Like, it's the only way yeah. to go. Vic Tafer right. from the Athletics, okay. that's my matchup. All right. uh, and I'm pretty sure I'm beating him. I like uh, you again, Vic, because I've seen you play basketball, and you're you're an athletic kid with a nice three pointer, uh, deceptively athletic. Uh, you, you're taking Taper down. I don't think there's a yeah. question. Taper barely shows up to practice in Vegas anymore. I don't know if he showed for the fight. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, I, I got him, but you've got to fight somebody. Right, give me a matchup. I mean, I'm gonna. The first one I thought of maybe a little bit unfair, but who's that? Well, and, and it's, I mean, you talk about Sam being the athlete in the, in the media core. Right. There's actually another one that doesn't really look like it, but actually is. So like, what if you, I, I know where you're going. Yeah, if you're you going to, Case Kiefer. Yeah, if you had to fight Case Kiefer from the sun, I mean, the case is a big favorite. He's a huge favorite. The kid was a high school football player. He'd get yeah. down in a three point stance and take me out in like two seconds. What are you out of your mind? He's also, you he he still go to the gym. He's a bit removed from his athletic days. I go to the gym and like run a lot. I run a ton. Cardio, I think I could take him. I mean, I, I, I do six miles every other day. I'm a, I'm a nut on the treadmill. But strength-wise, I mean, I lift a little bit. Case still has that barreled high school chest from high school football. <laughs> and here's the other thing. The thing about Case is, much like Gutierrez, he's far too nice not to be a tough guy. I know he's a tough guy because he's like the nicest guy in the world. It's guys who put on airs and like act tough that they're really not. Case is like the nicest guy in the world. So why would I, I mean, I'll go ahead and take the fight because I have to, because I'm doing this and you've matched me up. I had a huge dog in that though. I Case would have to like trip or something. So I could like, like, you know, I don't know, like stand on his back or something uh, and, and until he taps out. But I'm a huge dog in that. You're a favorite. I'm a dog. There's no question in both our matchups. Are we going to have like winners? And there's going to be a title at some point. The winners move yeah. on and fight each other. Well, then we dude, we get into some weird matchups then. Come on. I mean, we can, we know we, 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 with sports writers, the matchups have to kind of be one against one and that's it. We're done. We're, we can, we can't have like real match and winners and advancing to the tournaments. Can you see some of the crazy matchups we'd come up with? We, yeah, we can't that's do true. that. That's okay. true. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll we're going to bring that to the, uh, to the media room next week and see what people think. We'll uh, set the odds and we'll see who people think would win these fights. And, um, I like it. I like the matchmaking, and uh, we'll uh, update everyone on who thinks who, who people think is the toughest media person in Las Vegas. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, ST, and Sports. Remember, now there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day, while we preview the Raiders' second exhibition game against those Rams. Find all our coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For Larry, Adam, I'm Ed. We'll talk to you next week. Keep those gloves up.
locals know the SCN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the SCN Sports app today. Download and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up at any of our convenient locations.